I'm Kieran Lynch and welcome to Ovicast, the Chocolate Sheep Podcast. Each episode will bring you the insights, advice and technical updates for the sheep industry. In this week's episode, we're joined by Drs. Tim Keady and Breach McLaren to find out more about the Eurosheep Project. As the thematic network involving eight partner countries, we start off with Tim giving us a bit of background to the project and its aims. Breach explains how the project has been implemented, firstly by identifying the needs from each of the countries. Breach explains how they drew on their resources within each country to come up with solutions to these needs. Tim explains how practical tips and tricks have been collated to facilitate the implementation of solutions at farm level. We finish up with Breach explaining how distinct messages from the project have been disseminated to the wider industry through social media and the Eurosheep website. Breach also mentions the upcoming national workshop which will be held next May. We start off with Tim giving us a bit of background to EU sheep production. Currently there are 87 million sheep on 854,000 farms across Europe. We often hear about the sheep populations in New Zealand and Australia because they're the two world's largest exporters, but it's hard to believe that there's more sheep in Europe than New Zealand and Australia combined. Tim, you've been involved in a number of EU projects over the last number of years, and specifically what we're focusing today's one is on Eurosheep. You might just give our listeners a little bit of background on what the Eurosheep project is. Yes, Kieran, we've been involved in quite a number of European projects in the last four to five years, and these would have included uh, Sheepnet, uh, Eurosheep, Smart, Tech Care, and Green Sheep. Eurosheep is the project that we're talking about today, and basically this follows on from uh, Sheepnet. Sheepnet was set up uh, about four years ago with the objective of looking at to improve youth productivity across European countries. And when we're looking at youth productivity, we looked at uh, reducing land mortality, uh, reducing new barrenness, and increasing pregnancy rate. So basically, that bought the lamb from conception to birth. Eurosheep has now started, and Eurosheep has taken the lamb basically from approximately two weeks of age uh, to three different stages, either to the point of slaughter as a meat sheep, uh, to a replacement joining the flock as either meat sheep or dairy sheep, or the first lactation in a dairy sheep situation. So to put it in perspective, Kieran, the overall objective of the Eurosheep project is to deploy the sustainable EU thematic network on sheep profitability through health and nutrition. And it's designed to simulate knowledge transfer um, among a wide range of stakeholders of the sheep industry in order to widely disseminate relevant and best practices and innovations and value the input and knowledge of farmers to farmers. As I mentioned, uh, Eurosheep is a thematic network. And basically by thematic network, we mean that this is focusing on information that's existing already. And this information could have been developed in the recent past or even 20 years ago. As long as it's relevant to the sheep industry, the objective is that it's going to transfer this information to the stakeholders and to farmers. Uh, We're focused on two main areas in Eurosheep. We're focused on flock health and flock nutrition. And as I said earlier, we're focused on three animal types, taking the lamb from birth uh, to slaughter for meat sheep, taking the lamb from birth to joining the flock at 18 months as a replacement, or else as a one year uh, in meat sheep systems. And in dairy sheep systems, we're looking at the first lactation. To be successful at this year, it's going to involve a lot of communication and, and knowledge transfer. And as you know, there are two ways of communication is top down and bottom up. Tim, you're covering a lot of different aspects of production in that. And I'm assuming there's going to be a lot of different systems in it. Bridge, I might just bring you in at this point. Like, how do you go about implementing that? 
Right, thanks, Ciarán. Uh, yeah, so when Eurosheep started, it was in 2020, and it involved eight countries. Um, so the main uh, sheep producing countries in the EU, Ireland, UK, France, Spain, Italy, Greece, Hungary, and Turkey. Um, so we started with a survey. It was sent out to farmers and stakeholders in the eight countries mentioned, um, and it asked questions uh, on their farming system, whether it was meat or dairy focused, their productivity, um, so for output of lambs per yoke, and then they were asked to rank uh, issues for, as Tim mentioned, uh, either lambs, yoes, or the replacements, um, and they would be given a list of nutrition, health, and flock management issues, and they had to rank them in terms of importance. And there was also an opportunity for them to bring up other issues which weren't mentioned in the survey. So following on from that, then we compiled all these uh, issues and needs together. We came up with over 140 identified. And then the network facilitators from each of the eight countries uh, looked at this um, uh, list of uh, needs identified. And then we, um, we decided uh, if, let's say for Ireland, for example, we had uh, research done on uh, grazing um, or anthelmintic resistance or lameness that we would uh, have a solution for that need identified and then other countries such as Italy would have uh, research done on uh, dairy sheep production and they would uh, identify and give solutions uh, for needs identified there. That's what I was just going to ask you Bridget like, there's a huge range in systems as Tim has outlined and huge differences between the countries obviously there's probably some commonality particularly maybe on the health side but Finding them solutions and perhaps finding unique solutions will differ depending on what the needs were for each country. So how does that process work? Um, was, some, was it a very straightforward to find some of the solutions or are some of them more convoluted? Yeah, so I suppose the great advantage is that we are sharing the research between so many different countries that we wouldn't necessarily be familiar with, let's say, the research happening in Turkey or Spain or Italy. And even though like the likes of Italy would be more dairy focused, they would have solutions that are relevant. Like we wouldn't have a lot of research done in mastitis in Ireland, whereas Italy would have because they are dairy focused. So there's always areas that you can learn from. And it's just, as Tim mentioned, like it's all about knowledge transfer um, from researcher to researcher and also eventually from to the farmers as well. Um, it's one of the big advantages of any of them thematic networks, being able to pool that resource together. I suppose, Tim, just to bring you back at this point, putting them solutions into a practical context of farmers, how did you go about doing that? Like, what? How do you transfer that back to farm level? As Bridge has already talked about the solutions, Kieran, uh, a lot of that knowledge came from research that would have been undertaken in the countries, as she said, and other, other countries involved. And also, we have a wealth of information in Ireland that had been undertaken in the, in the last 30 to 40 years, both at Athen Ryan and Belclare. So that was uh, knowledge uh, coming from the top down. A tip and trick is something that is developed by farmers, and it's often a practice or a routine that farmers use in the everyday uh, sheep farming routine. And they, they may not think it's a tip and trick, but for others, it is a major tip and trick. And tip and tricks are basically a communication coming from the bottom up. And basically, it is a practice or a routine that will either improve profitability on the farm or improve labour efficiency and make handling and working with sheep an easier chore for farmers to do. And some examples would be such things as a creep gate. What's the design of a creep gate if they want to creep, uh, forward creep, uh, creep raising sheep and creep raising lambs next spring so that they can maximise the benefit of the new grass in the paddocks ahead? 
and possibly reduce or eliminate concentrate supplementation. Like that is the reality, Tim. A lot of these are very simple, practical things that we may have overlooked or some producers may not be aware of. That, that is very true, Kieran, because these simple, practical things that good farmers use every day, they take them totally for granted, whereas new people coming into the system or, or others that may not be aware of them, if they were to implement them on the farm, could make working with sheep a lot easier and actually improve profitability also of the sheep enterprises. Reg, just in terms of communicating the messages from this project out to the wider community, what are the plans? Uh, yeah, so currently um, the solutions that I talked about, so a total of 92 have been created and any of the issues that came up or needs that weren't covered, we'll be doing fact sheets on them, um, to like so research that maybe no country has done a lot on, uh, topics like that that aren't covered. So we're going to create fact sheets for them and everything will be uploaded on the Eurosheep website. Um, so at the moment, we're currently uploading um, a few at the moment. Um, so farmers can check that out. Um, it's just Eurosheep Network if you're to Google that. Um, and then we'll also be uploading the tips and tricks that Tim has mentioned. Um, and then it'll be in all the six Eurosheep languages um, as well. Um, you can keep an eye on the Twitter and Facebook accounts for any updates. Um, and on the Eurosheep website, you can sign up to the newsletter for updates there. And then as well, if there's any farmers out there that are interested in being involved in the project, um, we'll be having our Irish National Workshop early next summer. And if anybody's interested to be involved, they can get in contact with myself or Tim um, and they can be involved in the, the network conferences. I'm sure that'll be well flagged on social media ahead of it. And I'll include those links to the website and the Twitter accounts in the description of this podcast. Look, I think it's a very interesting project. It's covering a broad area of things. It was great having you both on and giving us a bit of more information about it. And I'm sure something will come back to it at a later date. Thank you. We're going to finish the episode up at this point. For anyone who wants to find out more about the project, I have included links in the description to the various social media accounts that Eurosheep Network has, as well as the website where you can find out more information about the project itself and the various needs and solutions that Tim and Bridge have discussed. That's it for me for this episode. Again, for any updates from the Sheep Programme, keep an eye on our Twitter page at Chargers Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe and listen in to any of our episodes.